Welcome to Tremendous Talk. We got the industry, tea, and the jokes. Actors, directors, musicians, and more. You're listening to Tremendous Talk. Hey everyone, I'm Law. And I'm Ash, and this is a Tremendous Talk podcast. Each week, join us as we guide you through the realms of Hollywood and beyond as we speak to industry professionals in the spotlight. So, grab a boba tea. And leave your shoes at the door. Welcome to Tremendous Talk. Woo! For those who are new to the podcast, my name is Law. I'm a Filipino Indian American host, actor, and filmmaker who's just doing his best right now. And hi, I'm Ash. I'm a mixed Filipino American actor, musician, and publicist for Tremendous Communications, and I just want to nail the perfect curly hair routine. I think you <sighs> I think you're nailing it, Ash. What are you talking about? It's it's I'm trying very hard and there's a lot of YouTube tutorials and there's a lot of mistakes that are happening. But I'll tell you what, my hair <laughs> at the tremendous third year anniversary party was popping. What about you? I, I liked your outfit. You were pulling off Beetlejuice vibes. Oh, yeah, I was going for like a rockabilly Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's that was the vibes. But yeah, that did that did happen. We might as well like roll into what's going on in our lives right now. But the tremendous third year anniversary was kind of a huge event. Ash, you've been with tremendous for for all three years, basically, right? So it must I started in October twenty twenty. Just it, October twenty twenty. So yeah, for for a pretty like solid part of tremendous's existence, I've been a part. Yeah. It was a really cool party. Yeah, and it was also the party where we announced that the podcast was happening officially. So you guys are joining us after the big announcement about after getting some really good content. We filled some promos and hopefully uh, you've seen them already and you're already following Tremendous Talk on all of the different social platforms. Um, but yeah, I, how are you doing with allergies? <laughs> because the pollen oh, is yeah. creeping in and I'm not really a fan. Are you allergic to pollen and everything? Like what happens to you eyes. in the springtime? <gasps> my eyes get itchy, scratchy, and want to swell up or like they water or, or, or they're just really hard to keep open. Uh, and sometimes the back of my throat gets really itchy. It's just very, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Big as eyes. As soon as he started listing off things, the only thing I could think about was making a Pepto-Bismol commercial to your symptoms. So, uh, itchy, itchy, itchy eyes and a scratch in the back of my throat. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. Who knew this was also a music podcast? <laughs> oh, get ready. Buckle in, everybody. For allergies, for me though, I recently got diagnosed with a sun allergy. Can you believe it? I'm that's a freaking wild. Filipino with a sun allergy. Yeah. So every year, I always thought it was normal, but every year I bust into hives, and I was like, "Oh, this is normal. It happens to my mom too." And then the doctor was like, "No, you're allergic to the sun." So figuring that out but luckily i don't have hives anymore Woohoo! uh any listeners who are currently on tremendous talk and you're wondering like oh i got hives today that is not normal let's just make sure everyone is clear it's not normal to bust out into hives that shouldn't be a normalized no. thing <laughs> no it's not no it's not but i feel like growing up in a house where your mom is a nurse and everything there's mm. certain things that happen and your parents are just like no nah, that's normal because they see it every day perhaps but yeah, yeah not normal everyone <laughs> definitely not normal well let's just keep the the bad vibes rolling for you tell me about this story that happened to you on your way back to vegas from the party and and working in la 
because I oh, feel bad. <laughs> speaking of rolling, so if everybody doesn't, I live in Las Vegas. My family's here. I take care of my parents and my husband's whole family is out here. So I live in Vegas. I work in LA. I drive back and forth. Easy peasy. I love the drive. To be honest, it's not a big deal at all. This time on the way back, because there's a lot of construction happening, I was able to take Google Maps. Thank goodness for you. I took a drive through the Angeles National Forest. The whole thing. And it was beautiful. Like, I had to stop and take pictures and everything. It was a gorgeous time. And then I get home. It's about 1030 or something. I'm driving through Vegas. A lot of construction's happening in Vegas. I get out of the car. All I hear is... And my... <laughs> My back rear tire is like rimmed to the ground, but thank goodness I made it home safe. I'm just grateful I made it home in a safe way. My mom was very concerned, but she's good now. And I'm grateful for Toyota Care Plus. Yay! <laughs> but Thanks, Toyota okay. Care Plus. Exactly. Small plug. But speaking of car issues, law? Yes. Yeah. Which is... Um, also, by the way, small plug would probably fix your tire issue, but... I digress. <laughs> um, um, today, before we actually had a meeting earlier in the morning, talk socials with one of our other producers, Gabby. Um, and after that, I was like, I could go for a bagel. Like before we start recording today, a bagel sounds great. I'm a big bagel guy. Um, and as I'm driving, I get a hazard light on my car about my battery um and apparently it has been going out for a while i took it to AutoZone and i had to drop the money it takes for a battery but you know what you guys i still got my bagel at the end of the day spent a lot of money for that bagel today in a way but we did it we're here we're functioning and my car is no longer going to be dead so grateful for that grateful for that yay to car safety in good news, Ash, this weekend I'm shooting a short film. I'm acting in a short oh, film. Oh, yay! Mm -hmm. And it's about a Filipino family. So that's really cool. I play the grandson in the family. And I can't wait to tell you guys what it's about. But it's uh, it should be a really good vibe. And uh, the, the working title, I'll tell you that much, is What Happened to Lola Sonia? And there we go. Oh, my gosh. A little plug what for me. Happen? A little small plug for me. I'll, I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> Oh, man, what a fun time. Wait, okay, the most important thing I need to know is what flavor of bagel or what, like, thing you got on your bagel. So I went in, and I really wanted um, I wanted the, a classic, like, lox bagel, you know, with red onions, capers, cream cheese on an everything bagel. Like, like that's my jam right there. Um, but after paying for the battery, I went in there, and I was like, I'll just do the lox spread, please, because it's a third of the price. <laughs> So I didn't get the onions or the the real lox slices or the or the capers, but I did get schmear with some lox bits on an everything bagel. I paid a third of the price. I was happy with it because I just had to get back home because we're recording a podcast, baby. We got to be here. <laughs> this is the job. Yeah, I'm very, very bagel motivated. <laughs> bagel motivated guy. There um, was a, when I used to live in New York, there was a bagel place right off my subway stop on Lorimer in Brooklyn. And I'd go there every freaking morning and every night. And the amount of schmear, they would yes. slam like it's, it's a New pile. And what's I'm up, like, dude. Amazing. I love it. I love it. Cause like not only are their bagels perfectly textured, but the amount of schmear, it's like, this is exactly the amount of schmear I would have chosen. Thank you, bagel man. 
or woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. All right. Sorry to all our New York listeners. We probably just lost you. So speaking of your favorite bagel toppings, let's mm-hmm. talk about this week's favorite obsessions. What are you currently obsessed with this week? All right. So I just did the junket for this uh, show. It's by Zoe Lister-Jones. It's coming out to the Roku channel today. So it's already out by the time this episode's out. Um, it's called Slip. And it's another multiverse movie, which is really funny to say, but it is a multiverse kind of kind of show. It's seven episodes, all written by Zoe Lister-Jones, uh, famously known as Spawn Moscato from New Girl, if you are a New Girl fan. Um, and basically, she's really tired in her relationship. She steps out on her man for a night. And when she comes to an orgasm, this is a weird show. She jumps up and she jumps through universes and wakes up married to the person she just slept with. And it just does that a a few times through the show. And she's just trying to get back to her original partner. And uh, it's wild. And it's so like, it's so beautifully written and shot. Uh, It's a really interesting show, uh, but it is not for kids. I'll have, (laughs) it's a very adult show. Um, And yeah, you could, you could, catch uh that on the roku channel and then my interviews for it are on hollywood first look if i can plug that too yeah love the hollywood first look team that show sounds so good ever since you told me about it i've been wanting to watch it on roku just check out the trailer and you'll be like all right i have to watch something from this but ash what about you what are your week's obsessions Ooh, yes. So everybody knows I'm a musician and I constantly am on the lookout for new bands, new music to listen to. And during our content day, me and Law were filming a bunch of content and he was like, hey, have you heard of this song? Because I asked him what he was humming. And I was like, no, I haven't. What is it? And he put me on to IV of Spades, which is a Filipino like rock, borderline emo, progressive band. And I loved it. It's been on my liked playlist, and I've been listening to that bad boy on repeat this whole week. And also, um, my friend Denise put me on another band called The Melodies. It's just it's mm. another Filipino band, and I've been loving it. So, yeah. Love it. I love Filipino uh, creators, so that's exciting, especially when the music sounds so good, right? Uh, can I add one more to your, your recommended list? You probably have heard it. Jesse Barrera came out with a song with two of his friends uh, called Strawberry Soju. All three of these boys are Filipino, beautifully sung, a little funky, um, real instruments. And it's so good, you guys. Like, I'll put, put you all on that, too. Ash, you got it. You got to check that out today. Strawberry Soju. I fell in love with the name itself. So, yeah, I'll listen to it for sure. It's so good, you guys. It's so oh, good. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Law, uh, your background's kind of blue. You good, man? You say that, like, being blue is a bad thing. Hmm. You know what? You need to meet our next guest, uh, Ash, because he is known as a diamond in the rough and sings and dances on TV screens across the globe. But this Filipino-American superstar is here with us right now on Tremendous Talk. Everyone welcome Josh De La Cruz. (laughs) <laughs> How dare you? That was great. <laughs> and then the foghorn blew. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. That was All amazing. Obligatory. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, we we're both Filipino Americans, so I mean, there's already a level of excitement, but you're also just one of the most charming people I've ever seen. So, oh, yes. thank you for your time. Definitely. <laughs> 
Thank yeah. you for having me on. Thank mm, you. This makes me so happy. Okay, first of all, I'm Ash. This is Law. I realize we forgot to introduce ourselves. Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. But so my, nice to meet you. My first very, very, very important question is, mm -hmm. what kicks are you currently wearing? Oh, gosh. <laughs> How dare you? I'm wearing some chinelas, bro. No, all right. So, like, yo, okay, so this is, like, these are my favorite shoes ever. And I hope they don't stop making them because they're not really chinelas. They're like chinelas 2023. They're slides. And I thought I'd never be a slide, per slide person, but backstory. So when we film the show, I have to like go into a whole backstory because I don't know if they're cute, but they make me so happy and they feel good. Uh, we film in 2018 we started and we film on concrete, right? And there's a lot of dancing and there's like, I'm always hopping in from like screen left for some reason and then landing on my right heel. Fast forward to now, apparently there's something called a fat pad at the bottom of your heel that, you know, like cushions between the bone and the floor. And that has apparently worn away uh, from, from just continuously jumping on that same heel doing the show. This is what I do for the kids. Uh, and... Um, so I have been looking for relief, and I have found it in the Hoka. Oh! Ho Yo, Hoka makes slides, and these things, I, I don't know if I'll wear them out. I've thought about it, but they are a lifesaver. And so that's what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I have friends who swear by Hoka, so there's got to be some comfy slides if, like, Yo multiple people are telling me to get on the Hoka train, so... The, the slides, the slides are like, they're, they're beautiful. They're, it's, it's, I, I remember when I first got them like a few months ago, it was kind of, I, I felt like a giraffe learning how to walk. I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm so high off the ground at home. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then I woke up in the morning, put them on. And then like a few weeks later, my heel stopped hurting. It was the craziest okay, thing. Okay, as a person yeah. with plantar fasciitis, this whole conversation is very exciting for me, and I, I will buy those literally now. <laughs> Ash, Please. you didn't tell me you had a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> a plantar... Oh, my God. Those must be one of the cool ones, Well, too. offline well, later about where I before. got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Josh, do you have any Amazing. dinosaurs behind you on your little piece of artwork? Like, what is behind you? Yeah, what are, what are you I don't. About? These. So we, we were we were we're in our Airbnb. Well, I guess like it's production housing, and the place we're staying has this really beautiful piece of art of these deer in the snow, and we can't figure out whether it's uh, watercolor or if it's like um, a print that is overexposed and then blown up and then uh. printed real uh, a photo. Um, but it's really, really great. And so we're, we're moving into slowly moving into our house here in Toronto. Uh, cause that's where we're, we're settling down. Um, and, uh, we were actually looking at it last night. And we're like, I wonder, I wonder where they got this. <laughs> like, I want, I want that. Do you have any dinosaurs at home? No, uh, no dinosaurs here. Ah, uh. <laughs> well, what? What what makes you want to settle in Toronto? Is it just because the productions are out there, or is do you like the city yeah. itself? Yeah, you know it's it's both. Like I I I love working on the show. I you know I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll I'll, I'll do this show forever. Like this, especially because I get to work with the the 
the crew and the people that work on the show are some of the best people I've ever met. Um, insanely talented and incredibly generous and like we're a family on set. And um, so, yes, working on the show, but then every day I'm not in Toronto, I found that I missed it. I was, whenever I go to New York, whenever we were in LA for a few months last year and every single day, good weather, bad weather, I miss Toronto. And like we, we, we touched down for the season, like, beginning of the year and it was raining and it was really crappy weather and we were walking our dog and we all were like oh yeah this is it <laughs> yeah and so it's something that we've been kind of um uh tooling around with uh and then when we finally decided yeah we should stay uh, we love it up here so much like it's home we've never felt that way about any place we visited um or lived in uh we became permanent residents and so you know twice an immigrant I couldn't get enough. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get enough. Yeah. I couldn't get enough. It's country hopping. We don't mind it. Yeah, Toronto you know. is yeah. so beautiful. And I've been there for like a comedy yeah. festival with the Baghdad Theater. And it was, I just oh loved Toronto. Like, what does a day off look like for you in Toronto? What do you, what do you spend your time doing? Oh my gosh. A day off. All right. So obviously I, you know, I medicate with food <laughs> and like, so I'll, there's so much good food out here. Um, some of my favorite places, um, caked coffee is a, is an awesome, awesome, um, vegan cafe out here. Fresh, like there's, uh, fresh restaurants. They have a bunch of different locations, but it's like diner comfort food, but like done with whole foods. So you can still feel satisfied. You can satisfy those cravings, but still feel like, oh, no, I ate vegetables. Like, mm. I never thought that I would ever say those things in the same sentence. Um, but mostly just like enjoying being with my wife and my dog. You know, when I was on Broadway on Aladdin, dr again, dream job situation, worked with the best people. They were family, loved doing the show. Um, but I never saw my wife. I never saw Amanda. And I, I, you know, I was always racing back and forth to see Ollie to walk him or, or like at night, our dog, Ollie. Um, and so that was a real bummer, but now on our weekends, we just go on a really long walk or a really long hike. So we'll go to the beach or we'll go to high park and we'll just walk around for hours, um, like order in or make some dinner and just enjoy being with each other. And that's pretty much what a day off for me looks Aww, like. Oh, that's so cute. Aww, that's so sweet. Also, Aww. you're one of the only other vegan Filipinos that I know. So when I found that out, I was stoked. We're a rare breed. Oh, uh, uh, wait, are you, are yeah. you vegan? Uh, oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> very rare breed. Yes, we are. We're oh, very yes. rare. Yes. Very rare. I yeah. You guys are super rare. Can you, you mentioned your wife and you and your wife, me and Law were like geeking out about how cute you and your wife are. Can you, can you just wow. tell us about your wife? Oh my gosh. So my wife is amazing. We met in, um, we met in college, uh, and we tried to get together like freshman year, but it just wasn't the right timing. Um, and then, so I thought she hated me for like the rest of uh, like college until senior year we um uh where was it it was junior year junior year going to senior year that summer the in between i get a phone call uh and i see like oh it's amanda i was like oh cool cool yeah all right i pick up the phone i'm like hey what's up what's going on our mutual friend carlos had uh booked a, a summer stock gig last minute and uh he and her were supposed to um film a dance reel 
and uh, that summer, but now that he's gone, she needed a replacement. And so she called me and we started dancing and like completely, completely platonic. There was nothing romantic about it. And it was, I think it was because of that. There were no like, um, there were no expectations at all that I was like, oh man, I really like hanging out with this, this person. And then, um, you know, then we got together and we've been together ever since. That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, so, so sweet. Yeah, so it's it's been, you know, I, I'm so thankful for, like, the way that things um, things kind of unfolded uh, because, you know, one thing, if one thing were different, so many other things would probably never have happened. Yeah. You know, it's interesting yeah. that you – that you had mentioned, uh, you know, Aladdin and, and having leave and kind of the benefits of leaving. But I wonder, mm-hmm. do you still have a desire for a more career on stage? And like, what, Absolutely. Yeah. Tell Absolutely. Me, what's the dream for you then? Oh my gosh, the dream. I would love, uh, I'm, I'm currently working on trying to transition, but not really transition because I want to act forever, you know? Um, I would love to direct for the stage and for screen. Um, I would love to come back to musical theater. Um, if they'll have me, I'll, you know, um, I would love to do Little Shop. Uh, I saw that uh, with, my, with my dear friend and mentor, Rob McClure, and it completely blew my mind it took me back to that feeling of being in high school and seeing like a, a musical for the first time and, and being so, so beside myself and inspired. And like, it, it's one of the best shows I've, I, I've seen in years. Um, so little shop for horrors off Broadway, go and see <laughs> that. Um, and there is a show that is really, really near and dear to my heart. That's uh, in the process of getting on its feet. Now uh, here lies love that mm-hmm. I would, love to you know if it were to work out in the future i would love to be in here lies love because um yeah i think it's safe to say if it had not been for here lies love i would not have been the host of blues Blues, and i'll tell you why yeah so uh ever since i left college i was dealing with this weird identity crisis right because i just wanted to act and uh and musical theater especially at the time, wasn't the most adventurous with their casting or with their content. And so I remember walking to auditions being like, don't, don't, like, it's so screwed up. It's so screwed up. Uh, being like, you know, don't be Asian, don't be Asian. Like, just be ethnically ambiguous. Yeah. Ethnically ambiguous. That's, yeah. what, that's all that I wanted to be. Um, and then I thankfully came in contact with uh, the Asian theater community where they were um, uh, producing readings and uh, in shows. And um, so I was like, okay, cool. And then I was able to be a part of the workshop production of Here Lies Love at Williamstown Theater Festival. And that was the first time that I'd ever been in a Filipino show with other Filipinos. And that was like a huge, huge moment in my life of figuring out who I am. And then so then... Fast forward to, I think it was like 2012, um, we were doing the show at the public theater um, and we got extended and we got extended and we got extended. But even before, of all, even before all that, um, during rehearsals, we found out that Aladdin was, um, that Aladdin was auditioning. And I started to see like castmates go in for 
go in for their auditions. And I remember thinking like, oh man, I really want to audition for this. And I asked my agent at the time. And um, then I finally get my audition, but it's during tech. They're like, they're having a really hard time looking for uh, an Aladdin understudy. And so, and as you know, and if anybody else out there is not familiar, familiar, tech is like, you don't miss tech. That is the director and the creative team's time to lock in what everything is going to look like for the entirety of the run. And, you know, they're completely within their right, especially the director is completely within their right to say no. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, so I get my call back and it's during our first day of tech. And if you've ever seen Here Lies Love, it's moving platforms. It's one of the greatest shows I've ever been a part of. And then when they did their second run, I was fortunate enough to go see it as an audience member. And it was incredible. But it's so technically um, specific because the platforms are moving for just like, forget about like, the artistic spectacle of it, just the safety of it. You know, will the lights light the actor, but also not blind them and then they fall off of a platform or, or an audience member? So it's really, really um, important that we get this tech right. Um, my agents were just like, just ask. You know, the worst they can say is no. And um, Alex Timbers, the director, uh, no question, he let me go. For uh, He let me go to my callback. It was my first Broadway show ever. Um, and so I went to my callback. It was during lunch. They, they, they scheduled it during our lunch. But then they said, you know, get back when you get back. And um, went to my callback got another call back the very next day wow. and he let me, he let me go wow. again. And at the public, and if my memory serves me right, you only get two days of tech before uh, preview start. Oh my gosh. He let me go for both of those days. And um, had it not been for that, I would not have been on Broadway and I would not have been able to convince Nickelodeon that I had what it take, took to take the role. And so it's a show that's really, really uh, special to me for so many reasons. And whether I'm in it or not, I hope people go see it because it is incredible. And I'm getting chills talking about it. It's, it's, I, I, I can't oh wait. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So, wow. how do you not like, we're so flooded with these audition horror stories, right? Like, it's all anybody talks about. Yeah. <laughs> how do you not find parallels between Blues Clues and you? The whole time I was like, every adult actor has to watch this film. It's about a hopeful audition oh, yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, the, the, they're, they're all there. Like, the, the movie is. <laughs> The movie is silly, right? And like, if you really, really look at it, yeah, sure, it doesn't really make all that sense. But again, I'm talking to a blue dog that can skidoo through a frame. <laughs> so like, let's put, let's hang that up and like suspend our disbelief. Yeah. Um, it there's so many themes in there that everyone can relate to, whether they're auditioning for an acting job or just going in for a job interview, where you know. I give so much credit to the people that do it 110% themselves, but our movie is the, is about 
um, you can't do it on your own all mm. the time. You need a community. You need that community to help carry you through. And whether you you end up getting the job or not is irrelevant because you're in a, a better place. And, you know, that's a very privileged thing to say. I, 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 I do recognize that because, like, times is tough out there. Yeah. Like, you know, you need a job. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I thankfully had a community at Here Lies Love um, from the top all the way to, you know, me, just the ensemble member. Um, and so, like, I, I'm, I'm really, really thankful. And also, sidebar, Alex was the one of the only people uh, I wasn't even on his show. And he sent me an email when he found out that I got Blue's Clues saying congratulations. And I remember being like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think he's one of the best directors I've ever worked uh, with and for. And uh, I hope that uh, plenty of people go and see this this incredible uh, show. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That's that's a really touching story. I, I mean, there's so many things that we could ask you. But I mean, I'm a mixed race. Uh, Ash and I are both mixed race. I'm Filipino mm. and Indian. And I've had a lot of identity issues. You mentioned being ethnically ambiguous for auditions. Like literally that is what I go out for these days. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm wondering now, I mean, you've, you've jumped around a little bit, you know, you, you were born in Dubai, I read, and then you, mm -hmm. you know, Im immigrated over to America. You were in the Philippines as well for, for a little bit. Yeah. It was, um, we were in the Philippines for like a month. I just okay. like visiting. Yeah. Just visiting family. So like when we, when we were moving from, the Middle East. And I do have to say that like Dubai in 1989 was a very different Dubai than it is now. Sure. Like, yeah, <laughs> my parents went there in 2000, went back for a reunion in 2014. And I was like, so what was it like? They were like, it looks nothing like, <laughs> like what, when we were there, um, there's grass, the, there's a giant skyscraper where our two story apartment complex used to be. Like, I remember just seeing a lot of like, um, like, sand uh playing when i would play outside um so it was a very different dubai uh and um yeah we immigrated from dubai we passed through the philippines to meet the family for the first time wow um on our way to the states until finally landing in yonkers new york yonkers uh, yeah 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 so um my sister there's a video somewhere floating around on vhs with my sister with the thickest yonkers accent <laughs> you could ever, ever ask for. Um, and it's pretty brilliant because, you know, you, you, you hear her talk now and it's, you know, it's just so funny how time changes yeah, uh, yeah. so much. How cute. Out there, the world <laughs> yeah. outside of Yonkers. That's Does right. that That's right. play through your That's head right. with your oh, every single Broadway time. dreams, you know? <laughs> I, absolutely. I would love to play Barnaby. Uh, oh, so day. good. Oh my God, it's such a great musical. Such That's so musical. wonderful. You know, Aladdin was the first musical I ever saw proper, like like that I have to my my knowledge. I'm I'm, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to musicals because uh, I went in my adult life and it was actually a touring of Aladdin, and I was just like chills. You know what I mean? Oh, Aladdin's just so one special. of those movies to me as a kid, but like to for that also to be my one of my first ever musicals was uh, was pretty powerful. Um, but oh, I, I want to awesome. know. Josh, how do you stay connected to your roots being Filipino? And like, what does it mean to you to be Filipino or even Asian if you want to see it from that lens? But I, I want to know a little bit about your identity journey. 
You know, it's it's interesting. I'm constantly feeling like uh, I'm not Filipino enough, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, absolutely. You know, I I I I, I was visiting um, uh, a friend that worked at a, a a Filipino network here in Canada, and um, I was really really inspired by what they were doing. It's Filipino TV. Uh, the network is called Filipino TV, um, and they're really focused on the community in Canada. And I remember as a kid, I, we never had um, TFC growing up mm-hmm. just because, you know, like budget. Um, and so we would watch it at other people's house. But even when we did, it was like, oh, Filipinos are in the Philippines. And we didn't live in the Philipp- Filipino neighborhood. Um, so like whenever we would go to parties or or any, everything, everyone was always lovely, but my sisters and I always were, you know, from the outside coming in. And so there was always that weird um, barrier, whether it was created by in our minds or it, it really existed. And my parents made the conscious decision not to speak Tagalog, teach us Tagalog so that we would have an easier time in the States. Um, and that's something that I really, really um, miss. But what's funny is that now that I'm older, I'm, you know, I, I am looking for that identity. And I, I'm, the, the thing that I go to right away is food. You know, uh, no matter what, no, like we all have the same dishes that, that we can identify with. Um, and I think that's why on our show, we went to food. That's... Uh, like when you didn't have anything else to give to someone, you shared what you had on your table. And so I, it, it's, that, that's kind of where I, I go to now for trying to figure out um, where my roots are, especially as a Filipino vegan. It's like, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, 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 it's a little sparse out there. So um, looking for, for vegan recipes, my mom, um, Asking my mom how to make biko, which is one of my favorite mm. recipes of all time. I'm try. I'm really trying yeah. to crack the tocino case. I just and I made think it the I'm other really day. Close. I just made vegan tocino the other Shut day. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, how? let me tell oh. you. So I got okay. <laughs> I got dehydrated Yo, soy wow. curls off of Amazon. Go, and go. That's what I. <laughs> and then I used a tocino packet, like a mamacita tocino packet. I put a little bit. Oh. So I used. I, I put it in the the marinade as it was kind of like. Re- Rehydrating, right? And then I drained it uh-huh, all. Uh-huh. As I put it back in the wok, I put another packet of Tocino mix in, put a little of that pineapple juice in, charred it up, and it was. I mean, I haven't tasted Tocino with the real meat, but like, dude, it was delicious. Oh my! I will goodness. follow up. That actually sounds like it would be bomb. <laughs> I'll send you the recipe. I, I, I'll t- Ashley, I I cannot tell you. Like, I literally, uh, we had soy curl. We just because we loved it so much. I went out and bought a bulk box. I bought like a $128 12-pound box of soy curls because I'm like, I'm close. I'm close to this casino. I'm going to get it right. That's and so, um, so that's that's kind of what I've been trying to do. But thank you. I didn't even know that Mamacita made uh, um, a casino mix seasoning, mm. which is so smart because I was like, all right, so I guess I got to get like Sprite. But is it tamarind that's in there? <laughs> Um, so it was like, it was, or seven up, yeah. you know, it, it was, it's all, it's all, it's all like, um, but yeah, 
Food. Food is such a huge thing. So trying to figure that out, trying to find different ways to connect、uh, as a the Filipino that I am today. You know, there's something really interesting about finding what Filipino is, especially what Filipino is in either America or Canada or wherever you immigrated to, because now that is a part of your identity. But your、mm-hmm. you know your heritage runs deep. So like. You're kind of at odds of like, well, what am I? Who am I?、Um, and trying to find that has been a really great, uh, uh, really exciting journey, especially now that I'm trying to gear my mind toward、uh, the creative side of entertainment, of looking into、uh, folk stories, connecting with other artists and 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 and、uh, creatives. That are Filipino as well, and like, all right, well, what stories can we write that、um, uh, talk about our our heritage, but in a way that we、uh, in that we connect to, and that's really exciting for contemporary tastes.、Um, so that that that's really where where, where I go go, go toward、um, these days. Food, <laughs> amazing. You guys have to check out Chef Reina. She's from the Bay Area.、Okay. She'll、right. uh, Reina Montenegro. Uh, right. Jacob Batalon told me about her. He gets like、okay. meals shipped to him,、uh, and she's a vegan chef. Does all Filipino food?、Uh, um, wait, is Jacob also vegan? Oh my goodness,、uh, he is all. He's also vegan. At least when I spoke to him,、Whoa. he was vegan. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Him and his、okay. lady were vegan. There's yeah, and then you guys are all like beautiful. So. You we're out there, y'all. <laughs> There's a little team. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I love yeah, it. I just I just googled it. I have it. Thank you, Law. Thank you. Thank no, you. no, no. I mean, seeing you guys get so jazzed up about like soy curls is going to be the、oh、highlight of my week. I'm sorry. That, soy that curls. So funny. Oh my god. Soy curls. It'll change your life. Cause, yeah. Because it'll change your life. I I was like I was pouring some out to make some more, and I was like, what do these taste like raw? Maybe I could just eat them like chips. You、uh, can't. Ah.、Uh, <laughs> Wait, so、I- you're experimenting、oh, with food. I love it.、That's、you're、right. learning. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to ask you though, in in like、yeah. your journey of being Filipino and not feeling enough, which I think every single Filipino can relate to on some spectrum, which is comforting and also like there's something to talk about there. How does it feel being basically、mm-hmm. everybody's kuya? Anybody who sees you on screen is like, oh, that's that's、oh, kuya、man. Josh. You know, it's it is an honor.、Uh, I. It's so it, selfishly. It has helped me a lot. the、um, The show has helped me in so so many ways. But the、uh, being in the public eye in the role that I am is、um, is really really helpful. Frustratingly helpful because I'm a human being, right? And so, like, we can't be having the best day every single day of our life. And knowing that, like, oh, I have this responsibility of Of being somebody that it's you know kids look at、um, because they watch the show you know it it does force me to take a deep breath、uh, and like take a moment and be like well maybe you're misunderstanding something and like is there an alternate route that you could take、um, uh, instead of your snap judgment of the situation and so in that sense I'm so thankful because you know a lot of the time we get. We interpret things the wrong way, and、um, at least I do. And so that that has been really, really great. I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm so honored and, and it, it always makes me uh, so happy. And whenever someone says like, oh yeah, my kid watches you. Thank you for the representation. Um, my, uh, they pointed at the screen and said, he looks like me. And, you know, it, it, to go back to community, I didn't put myself there. You know, a lot of people that aren't Filipino were like, this is the guy. And that's the only way that we're going to truly move forward. We have to lay the groundwork and create a community for Filipinos. But the only reason I'm here is because other communities got together and put me here um, because it's all about building a community and the community gets bigger and bigger and how can we help each other? And uh, so, you know, I'm so thankful and I'm so honored that I was the person to, to, to be here. Oh, thank you for saying that. Um, I mean, I gotta say you're quite influential because uh, I mean, check out my new phone. It's a phone, but it's also hey! a notebook. It's a phone, but it's a notebook. It came with this cool crayon. I but that's have, so fierce. <laughs> I have to ask Josh because um, yeah. I remember seeing the casting call going around mm -hmm. for for Blues Clues, and people sent it to me, and I was I was this close, but I stopped myself because one I don't think I was ready for something like that. But I wonder yeah. what were some of the career maybe risks or hesitations that you had going into Dude. it. Were there any, or were you just like, yeah, I want to be that guy? I, it, it's so interesting that you bring this up because I literally just had this conversation with my wife. Um, I, uh, she, she has a good friend that is, um, uh, in the theater community that does a lot of casting and, and she was like, Oh yeah. They said, is there anything in this season that is of interest to you? And, and this was like maybe a month ago. And I remember looking at the season and I was like, Oh, awesome. Awesome. And then I was like, Oh, um, us, uh, uh, oh geez, what's, I was like, some like it rotten. That's not it. Uh, um, uh, it was on Broadway. It's about, um, uh, oh geez. See, this is why I'm not getting the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Rotten, uh, Broadway. Is it something rotten? Hold on. Rot something rotten. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So I saw something rotten and this is why it's biting me in the butt. Um, I saw something rotten. I was like, oh man, I would love to do that. But they're probably wanna, going to want to cast brothers that look the same. And that's why I didn't put my name forward. And I thought that was so interesting. And I told my wife that and she said, that is interesting. And I said, I shouldn't have done that. And she was like, yeah, probably not. And uh, just because, you know, like, why, why would you hold yourself back? But even today, that's the kind of thing where I have to really be on myself to be mm. like, yo, do you want to do this? Yes. Would you have fun doing this? Yes. Would you have fun auditioning for this? Probably yes. So just do it. The rest you can't control. But like, it's not It's definitely not going to happen if you don't audition. Yeah. Um, and so thankfully when the show came along, I was just like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. You know, let's see what happens. But I mean, like even, even today, that's something that I really have to fight with, um, with like trying not to typecast myself out. Uh, you know, yeah. why not you, you know, I, I was part of a conversation where, um, uh, people were, were talking about height and how, uh, you know, sometimes they want a specific height and, and that is what it is. And, but why would you, 
count yourself out unless, well, actually, no, why, you know, if it costs you nothing to audition, why don't you just audition? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it, it happens even to this day. And it's, it's something that I, I have to uh, constantly be aware of, of like, do you want to do this or do you not want to do this? And yeah. if you don't want to do this, why? Um, and then once I go through that and I come out on the other side still feeling good about my decision, then, yeah, you made the right decision. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Next yeah. time, n- next time, uh, go for it. There you Please. go. And thank you for Please. saying the thing about height. As a as our resident short king here, that means a lot. <laughs> oh my god! You know what's so funny though? I thought you were no joke. I I just assumed that you were at like my height or taller. Oh, dude! I it, wish I looked like you. Are you kidding me? I'm no, five, because six. it's it's the, the camera. The camera's here, right? And yeah. you know, like Tom Hardy played Bane, who's yeah. supposed to be like seven feet. And he's like 5'10". Yeah. Um, or 5'8". I don't know what it is, but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, it's mm-hmm. it's really, like, if, if you're going to audition, then just audition, you know. There's only so much in your control. And unfortunately, we can't cast ourselves in the job. Uh, but we can audition for it, you know. Although... Maybe we can one day. Not, <laughs> that's the, you know, that's you know the dream, right? Well, that's that's the goal. That's the goal, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I have to ask you the ultimate yeah. question for oh, for the son of an immigrant or an immigrant, right? Are your parents proud of their boy? They are. Okay. I, <laughs> yo, I'm so lucky, though. I'm so lucky that, that, that they are. First of all, um, I'm lucky because I am uh uh just because like immigrants like that's not something that typically happens where it's like oh you came we came to america and now you can go be an actor um uh you know for better opportunities and then b i am so lucky because you know unfortunately like it's easier out there for guys (laughs) Especially in the industry, you know, forget like women of color or like women identifying of color or anything, but a uh, 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 man, <laughs> it's just much more difficult, um, uh, whether it be from support from your family or it be just, you know, support from the people in your business to cast you or to believe in you or to take a risk on you. Uh, so I'm super, super lucky that all of that worked out because I do, I, I recognize my privilege every single day. It's, it's pretty insane. And I'm just, you know, that's why I, whenever I get a job or, or have an audition, I'm just like 110%. Like, there's no way, there's no way. Forget about having a career. I was fortunate enough to study it. Yeah. Like it's freaking expensive y'all school. Every, like it's not, it's not, it's, it's not like a secret school is so expensive. Yeah. And like, how are you supposed to recover from that? So just the fact that I was able to study it was such a blessing. The fact that I was able to go like do it after school was a blessing. Like some kids have to work if they want their dreams to, to, if, to achieve their dreams. I didn't have to do that. I'm so lucky. Um, so yeah, my, my parents um, were really supportive. They were hesitant and they were scared. But again, back to community. I, I teachers talk to them and be like, Josh is a smart kid. He's going to know when to leave. And if there were ever a time to take a risk, it's now. Um, So it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. 
Oh, man, I think you're such a, a wonderful role model. Uh, I mean, even even as an adult, watching you bring Babinka on Blue's Clues <laughs> and you, I was like, I was like, no way, they got a Lola on the show. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know that that just made me so excited. And then there was a song about being Filipino. This is something I could not have dreamed of as a kid. Yeah, and yeah. not only the dreams coming true, but you're 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 the face of it. That and and like like Ash mentioned earlier. You're the kuya to a lot of people, or tito to some, you know. And uh, we actually are very fortunate that we uh, we got a fan question for you, <laughs> if you're okay with that. Yes, it so might cool. be someone okay, that cool, you cool. just really quick to back up. I think I froze for a second, but I just want to say it was so lovely the way you put all of that. That what you just said about your yes. luck and your privilege. Just thank you for being so eloquent oh, in the way you talk, and I, I just thank you for saying that. But oh, one of you. your super fans, you might have already talked to him. His name is Luke Picard Huen. He has a question oh. for who he calls Uncle Josh. <laughs> he okay. wants to know, what is your favorite toy and what's your favorite color of Play-Doh? Oh, gosh. I uh, Favorite color of Play-Doh. Ooh, that's a hard one. You can't go with obviously blue. I, it's, you know, sadly, before I got this job, I had a lot of blue. And I had a really, really great blue striped t-shirt that I got on vacation and I loved. And as soon as I got it, I was like, I can never wear this t-shirt out in public ever again. Um, so if not blue, I really love red or green Play-Doh. And then, and like mashing them together to make a new color. I feel like my favorite color of Play-Doh was like brown because like when you mixed all of them together, you just get like a dark brown, black, purple something so that and then my favorite toy okay so i have two favorite toys they're both marvel characters one is uh is a opposable spider-man that i had when i was a when i was so so young um i wish i still had it and maybe when i clean out my parents um uh, basement i'll be able to find it It was an action figure and i remember i loved that thing loved it to death um and then there was a second um, X-Men had a line of toys that were like this, like this big and they was Cyclops. And at the time I, uh, and it was like bronze edition. So the only thing that was not bronze colored was like his uniform. So it was like blue and then everything was bronze. His face was bronze. His hair was bronze. Um, I think his boots were bronze. And then there was the red X. Uh, and I thought that was the coolest thing because also I was like, I didn't know Cyclops was white. He's brown now. <laughs> That's exactly it. You said Cyclops and my brain was like, Josh could play Cyclops in, in Marvel. Like, Oh my know? gosh. It would, it, would, <laughs> it would be so dope. And like one of my favorite comic book artists of all time, Jim Lee, I didn't mm. know was Asian until I got on Instagram. I was like, oh shoot. This guy's Asian. I was like, that explains why I thought all those characters were Asian. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know if he did it consciously at all. Like I just I interpreted them as like, <laughs> oh cool, Asian. Yeah. Legendary. Awesome. Well, thank you for that answer. I'm sure Luke will be very, very excited to hear yes, from you. And you know, like even just talking to his mom right before, it was just so nice to hear the impact that you have. That's just one life. And that's spread across how many lives now? Um, I, I guess my follow-up question to that is, is there a line 
that blurs between Josh De La Cruz and Josh from Blue. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it, Absolutely. Like, how does that feel? Like, who takes over and how much of your body do you spend as who you are? And <laughs> as soon as they yell action, I black out. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm home and I'm like, what is everyone still alive? Um, no, I mean like, yeah, it's, it's, I put so much of myself into the character of Josh on blues clues, but it is just that it's a character. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it is not the, the entirety of my being and, and how I feel about things. Um, but it is a character, but that being said, I take a lot, it's more so that I take a lot of Josh with me whenever I'm out in the world. Like, again, I'm a human being. And so, uh, trying to, um, constantly move forward uh with as much kindness and understanding as i can um is really the name of the game and patience um listening um all the things that i'm not great at as josh de la cruz you know um uh you know somebody said well all oh, that explains it because you're an aries and i was like i don't know about that but now the older i get i'm like oh gosh maybe <laughs> there is something to that um <laughs> But, you know, so Josh has helped me in so many, so many ways just in my day to day life. Um, but there definitely is there, you know, like I, I'm an actor and it's 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 a role that I play and that I enjoy uh, playing. And I want to continue to create more content um, for children um, because it's it's such an uh, uh, an underappreciated um, part of our industry. Um, as well as create content for um, for adults, you know, for the parents when they're not parents, um, for my peers. Uh, so yeah, there definitely is uh, a line. Um, I, as much as I I, I, I wish we could do uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu on the show, there's just no like real way to do it. Blazilian um, Jiu Jitsu. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Now that we're in Toronto, oh my gosh, it's been like the journey to get a blue belt for years because like I used to do it on the DL at Aladdin. Like I don't work for them anymore, so I can really say it. I've, I've never called out for an injury, but um, so I, I used to do it. But then whenever I, I knew that I would be on for Aladdin, I wouldn't do it uh, just, you know, because stay safe. Um, but then when we got the show, when we got Blue's Clues, I stopped. I only did it on my, my months off. And so, like, now that we're here in Toronto and we're settling down, I finally joined a jiu-jitsu gym. And I'm like, this is it. I paid, I paid for my six-month membership. And I, I, I have a feeling that now that I've done that, I will probably be eating that tuition because I'll have to <laughs> Are you somewhere. wearing a gi right now? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So, it looks it's... like, yes, gi. It is from, it's from Albino and Preto. Uh, these, it's, um, it's just a, like a, a day-to-day -day kimono. They did a, a partnership so cool. with, with Kumba. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. And it's like, it's got That's this really fancy. cool defender, defender of guard. the guard. And it's got like pockets. It's, it's so dope. But Albino and Preto, check them out. Uh, Filipinos, um, creating some amazing, amazing, um, uh, uh, streetwear and, and, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu gis and no gi stuff. Do you, do you? Do you practice uh, I have uh, a martial arts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did Muay Thai and I briefly went into jujitsu, but I was oh. very worried about my hair being pulled out of my entire being. So, <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, right? Got to deal with it. <laughs> but really quick before we go, something I wanted to say was um, the optimism that you have that obviously sprouts between 
Josh in this life and Josh in the other life. It's it's so palpable. Like you can't deny it. But I just wanted to say uh, Law has a out of the entire interview, this might be the most important question that I want both our viewers to take home and that I just oh, want gosh. you to marinate on a little bit. Um, so, Oh, okay. yeah. This one, this one was sent from a fan. You might recognize it. Um, okay. Oh, that's really sweet. They're wondering. Oh, wow. I don't know if you okay. need a translation, Ash, but they're wondering, no, 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 no. how has the relationship with Steve and Donovan changed over the time of your start at Blues Clues to now? It's the craziest, it's the, that is the craziest relationship that I never thought that I would ever have in my life (laughs) or that I would ever want in my life. That's like, it's nuts. Like you don't want to meet your heroes. Like I watched Steve when he was, when my sister was watching the show. And then I watched Donovan when my cousin was watching the show. Um, And now I will do anything as long as they're there. If they're like, hey, can you do this thing? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, is there food? Yeah, of course. Then I'll definitely be there. Uh, <laughs> uh, they are, uh, you know, we're family on the show and we're family in real life. And uh, I could have never imagined um, to, uh, that I would have such a great relationship um, with these two people, they are, uh, you know, we're each other's biggest fans and, uh, they supported me a ton. Um, you know, like they went out of their way to like help, uh, support the movie, which was like a huge deal for me. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, yeah, I love them. They're, 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 they're like brothers to me. So, uh, yeah. Aww. Aww. I remember yeah, seeing great. the internet being like, this is my end game. This is my <laughs> Avengers. All, all of the blues hosts. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. That was, yeah, that, that's so sweet. But we're, we're going to wrap here. But if we want to give you the opportunity, I mean, our podcast is all about uplifting voices. Mm-hmm. We're so happy to have your voice on our podcast. And uh, we appreciate you talking about your identity, your career, your hopes and dreams. And uh, I'm wondering if you have a message to everyone who's listening at Tremendous Talk. We would love to hear what you have to oh, say. Oh, gosh. You know what? It's so hard. There are so many things I could say. Um there are lots of things that I want to say, you know, and there are also a lot of things that I want to say about just life day to day that, um, speaking of like financial education, so, so many, so many things touching on so many other things. Um, but I guess with the time that I have, I would say, especially in terms of identity and, um, trying to find who you are try your best to not judge yourself. It's gonna happen, but try your best not to judge yourself because everybody else is, might be doing that for you. You don't need to be part of that party. You just need to focus on the things that you love. If you love it, then work hard. Um, you know, Find a community of people that will help you continue to work hard um, and uh, when things get difficult and it's hard to love that thing that you love, I would take a second look at it. And, you know, is there something that uh, is created in your mind or is that something just because it's difficult? And if it's just difficult, you know how to work hard. So keep doing it. Um, You know, love isn't, uh, love is not an easy thing. Um, It's lovely when it is, but, it's love because you work hard for it. 
And so don't judge yourself. And, you know, I'll see you out there. Oh, Josh. Josh, come on, man. That was great. <laughs> Does this happen to everyone where, like, whenever you say some sort of advice or something, like, the world kind of zones in and it feels like you're only talking to, like, that specific person? It was, I was in a trance for a second, like, oh. well, write a book. Uh, please write a book and I will read every single page. And I was looking at your face, Ash, and you're just like, what? <laughs> this it's the the book would be called advice that I should be taking. That's, that's, that's everyone's bi that's everyone's autobiography, I think, Josh. <laughs> Things I should have done. Um, no, but you're you're both so wonderful. This is by far like one of the best uh, uh, times I've had talking about the show. You know, like I find it strange to talk about myself. I don't like. Like, the celebrity aspect of work does not interest me at all. Like, it would be dope to have a kind of career where it's like Ron Howard, where it's like, <laughs> hey, it's Ron Howard. Yeah. And they're like, that's it? <laughs> like, he can keep making, like, the most incredible movies and television shows and, and just whatever he wants. Um, but, yeah, no, I you've made it so uh, just easy and, and, and wonderful. And as far as representation, you know, there were very few instances of people in media uh, that are Filipino American or, or Filipino blank. Yeah. Um, and so the seeing you two that that's, that's inspiring. And, and thank you for giving me a voice and a platform to, to share my feelings. Oh, brother, you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> you keep talking oh, like you. that. We're going to give you the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it. This is yours now. Bye. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Like, honestly, like if it had not been for Jeremiah inviting me, if I didn't meet Jeremiah at at uh, at the Unforgettable Mike uh, Gala, Gala, like yeah. in, in 2019, I, I I don't think I would have gotten. I, I wouldn't know the people that I know today because then we reconnected when I was back in LA, and he invited me to my first um, uh, movie screening. Like that was, and from literally from there, um, getting to know the community, it was because of him. So like, it's it's all about like building a community or introducing someone to a community and figuring out who they are. If it had not been for Jeremiah, like to use, I would just be, you know, you know, I don't know where I'd be. Oh man. That's really Aww. sweet. This makes Thank you me for so sharing happy. that. I, I have to yeah. like, this whole podcast was emotional, but I cried so many times during blues clues that I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. This was such a joy. Um, we'll say bye and stuff right now. But thank you again. This has been such a lovely conversation. Josh, we'll, we'll let you go. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will 100% follow up with that Tocino recipe. Oh, please do. I, please do. Bye. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Have a great day, y'all. I, You know what? Every time I talk to somebody, I, I am kind of floored by the amount of advice and information that is so influential that I take in. Like what he just said about don't go into something judging yourself. I didn't know I needed to hear that as much as I needed to hear it. It's these little bits that I think the universe sends you these messages of this is what you need to hear right now. This is the format that you're going to take it in. But man, that whole thing that he said at the end kind of just blew me away. Yeah, yeah. Especially that last. I mean, he said so many wonderful gems. Like that dude is low-key a philosopher. <laughs> but but there were there was one thing that really resonated with me. And he was just like, loving is not easy. And you know you can work hard, so just keep doing it. And I'm and he was looking at the camera at that time, and I was looking at his screen, and it was like he was looking directly into my soul because that's exactly what I need to hear right now. Um, 
what a powerful episode. What a powerful guest to have on yes. and uh, a joy. Oh my Just gosh. so charming. What the hell, man? Like the bar is so high because he exists. How I don't can feel I be blue a man anymore, like him? But I kind of still feel blue. <laughs> it's a weird thing. La, let me ask you, what was, if you had to take away <sighs> one takeaway from this conversation, what would you take away? Take away, take away. That it's okay to dream and that it's okay to... I, he just, the way he spoke about dreaming and wanting and almost like manifesting his goals is that he did it without a fear, you know? He did it without a hesitation. He convinced himself that he was meant to be doing the things that he was doing. And like, I, you know, I, me I often mentioned the audition process for Blue's Clues because it was like an, a, you know, a, a domestic, like, like countrywide search. Like, you know, but like, I stopped myself from even being one of those people in the room because of what, you know, like self, you know, like self perceived preconceived notions about myself or whatever it might be. And to hear him just kind of be like, I wasn't ready for this. I couldn't do Aladdin, but then he just kind of did. And he was just like, why wouldn't I do Aladdin? It's like, hell yeah, man. That's exactly the mindset that I need right now. And the, the thing is, is he does it with grace. That was another big takeaway. He's such a, he had like such a grace and, and a great air about him, a great aura about him. And, and it makes sense why he's as successful as he is and why people want to see more of him. And, and honestly, I, I'm a real, like, if I wasn't a huge fan already, I'm a much bigger fan now. I was looking at your face, Ash, during the whole thing. And you're on like a roller coaster of emotions. You're really like, mind blown i think by some of the stuff he was saying you're processing i know but like takeaways from today's episode i think just overall positivity because i i we're in entertainment every single second of every day right like we're actors where we work in publicity we work in journalism like that is our life entertainment is our life and i i think after a while you get kind of jaded and you hear horror story after horror story and you talk to your friends about your bad auditions and you're at junkets and you're you're talking about like all these things that have happened and it was so refreshing to be reminded how much it's okay to love what you do and how much it's okay to like just yeah. love entertainment love to audition finding the love to audition just saying yes to things like yes i want to be in this show yes i want to do this yes i'm gonna put my 100 percent into something because i just want to do it and whatever happens it's not out of my it's not in my control i cannot do anything all i can do is show up and do my 100 and and 10 and and that's it and take it away from there but just to feel the optimism even in the blues clues big adventure movie like just feeling the the optimism that both Josh's, Josh in real life and Josh in the movie have about auditioning and just in general and their approach on life. I think that was really refreshing. And I think that was also something that I needed to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm in a much better mood now. Not that I was in a bad <laughs> mood, but I'm in a better mood. There's something about the energy of this episode. I hope everyone listening is feeling the same way because I think it was a really inspiring talk, whether or not you're Filipino or an actor yeah, uh, it was just good vibes today, and I'm really, I'm really glad that y'all joined us. Um, any closing oh, remarks? Anything else I to say, Ash? Or... Law, do you feel like um, your battery has been recharged? Yeah, I think it has. I, I, I had a really difficult couple weeks um, recently, and I do feel like my battery is charged a little bit. And you, you know, I, I have to say, like, yes, speaking to people like you and Josh, and like all the wonderful people we saw at the party. That was part of it. But another big part of it is that we're doing this podcast. 
you know, we're making something. My creative brain is working. My producer brain is Your working. Your actor brain like, is working. And then my host brain is working. My actor brain is working. Like all of those things coming together. This is the, these are the, the moments that make life worth living for me. So yeah, my yeah, battery's sure. charged. Also, How about you? I, I had this like thing of, I think right when we started recording this podcast there, I just hit the deepest part of burnout. And I think also having, having something that we can just put our all into, but also have control of like, we have careers that kind of bring us all. We're at the studios, you know, beck and call. We're at the director's beck and call. We don't have a lot that's ours, but this, this, what we're doing with this podcast is like us. It, we have control of it. We call shots. We, yeah. we do what we want to do. We talk about what we want to talk about. We talk about the things that are important to us. So yeah, yeah, I do feel mm-hmm. feel very just recentered and, and grounded and, and such. I think it's ironic that your car battery died today, and and we're both like. Back at it. <laughs> Chipper. <laughs> well, you know, they say if you use your mind and take a step at a time, we can do anything that we want to do. Thank you, Blue's Clues. <laughs> Hell yeah, right. Blue's Clues. And, uh, this has been Tremendous Talk. <laughs> and remember, everyone, you're tremendous. Bye. Thanks for joining us. The Tremendous Talk Podcast is produced by Lawrence Sharma, Ashley Rapuano Sanchez, Gabriela David, Joseph Geralde, and Jeremiah Abraham in collaboration with Tremendous. The Tremendous Talk Podcast jingle is by Jared Sanchez and Ashley Rapuano Sanchez, produced at Hampstead Records.